Welcome to the Souls of Society community. We're building the new world here. It's based on connection, compassion, and collaboration. Join us as we explore how to create a new earth. Enjoy the Heart Center conversation. I'm Dijon. Welcome to the tribe. Bless. All right, this is the second episode of the Souls of Society podcast that I've done here in LA. And today I have Liz Mars with me. She's sitting here in my living room. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's lovely. I met Liz through our mutual friend Megan at like a like a jazz night at some random club. Like in Hollywood or something, yeah. And it was super loud and they had been there for a while, so she was tired, so they kind of wanted to go home. But I recognized right away that Liz was somebody that would be fun to connect with because she carries a certain level of presence and consciousness in her eyes. Um, so we've been in the same circle but hadn't really connected. And recently, I saw a post on Instagram where she looked very happy with her new partner and she described how she had been through the ringer dating-wise and had made a point to write down specifically what she wanted and what she wanted the partner to make her feel like and what she wanted him to say and then that exact situation manifest. And I feel like we're on the frontier of this new way of of living where we can be that intentional with our experience. And I was like, okay, she's somebody I want to have come on and speak about this. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, yeah. Yeah, I would love just to drop straight into that story and maybe you could give some context of what was going on in your emotional world when you were kind of like searching or or dissatisfied with relationship and then what shifted to make you want to be like, no, this is what I want. (laughs) And what was that process like? Yeah, well, um, I've been dating for a long time. I'm 33 and started being interested in boys since kindergarten. So it's been a long process of of dating and having boyfriends and partners and whatnot. And um, I guess when when I really decided to tap into the work of, of, of sort of questioning why I kept attracting the same people, it was when I really was ready to notice that I was attracting the same kind of people. And I guess I could describe the guy, which uh, he was always really the life of the party, someone that everybody wanted to be friends with, was super expressed in their expression, um, loved to travel and was into food and was like really um, interesting men who were great guys. Um, And I was always attracted to the way that they, you know, their excitement about the way that they lived their lives Um, and the manner in which they did so and, and so what I noticed is that, I mean, these men, they were great guys, but the, the thing that was, what that kept happening was that um, they never, they couldn't commit to me. So there was some sort of fear of commitment or there was some sort of disconnection between um, 
what what we wanted, future goals, you know. Um, and I was always very clear about what I wanted and what I would end up doing in most of these relationships with these men is I would sort of fit myself into their world. So I would mold myself in a way and, you know, I, I you know, I could be pretty fluid and flowy and chameleon-like and also I can run around in all different types of scenes. So it wasn't like I was completely out of my element because I had called in someone I was interested in the way they were living their lives. Um, but, you know, usually they would tell me right away that they didn't, you know, believe in marriage or that they weren't looking for a relationship or, um, or you know, something of that nature. And I would choose to ignore it and only look at the things that felt good. And so, you know, I was going to be the girl that was going to change this one and he would want to be with me. And of course, why wouldn't he want to be with me? And why wouldn't he change his idea on like what he wanted? And um, I would really look through, you know, look at the relationship through rose colored glasses, as you could say, um, and totally ignore any sort of red flags. And so I would end up in these very long relationships with men. Um, You know, my last relationship before my partner now was almost six years. And I think he told me within week one that he didn't want marriage. And I chose to ignore it. And I stayed with him for six years. And so um, what ended up happening is that, you know, I started off being this like fluid, flowy, fun girlfriend. And then as time went on and I, the things that I wanted became, you know, didn't go away because what we want is what we want. you know, the fights would start happening and, and I, we, he would say, well, I told you from the beginning, you know, and then I'd say, oh, yeah, he did tell me from the beginning. OK, so maybe I don't want that anymore. And I would completely try to shift my wants and needs to theirs and to fit into their box. And then what ended up happening is that we can only do that for so long until we start, you know, going crazy and being the person that I am and being, you know, a seeker of expansion. Um, you know, I would always hit up against a wall and, you know, basically come to a breaking point. And, um, and so, yeah, I think the biggest thing was then there was fear around ending the relationship because of the fear of, well, who's going to, who, who, how am I going to find someone that is going to want all of me? And, um, because with these guys, I was always too much. I was always like too expressed or too this way or too that way or the things that I wanted, like they couldn't give me. And so I didn't fully believe that like there was somebody that was out there for me that would be able to meet me where I thought that um, where, where I wanted to be met. Um, and so I would stay in these relationships for far too long. And then I, you know, after the relationship ended, my last relationship for six years, I started dating and then the guys that I would date would be another pattern picked up where they would be all in in the beginning and then just as quickly as it, the whole relationship became beautiful, it would just end just as quickly and I'd be left in the dust being confused. Like, what happened? Like, we were so, I thought we were in love, you know? I thought we were in love in the first two weeks and then now he's not calling me back? Like, what's going on? So I was just noticing this pattern and I was, I got to a point where I was just, fed up with it and quite honestly just ready to call it quits altogether um, and sad and um, a friend of mine I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and she had told me that she was celibate 
And I was like, why? You know, what what is that doing for you? Like, why are you celibate? And she was like, well, I realized that I all of the things that I was looking that I've been looking for in men were things that I couldn't give myself. So seeking from outside of myself. And I was like, wow. And I thought about it and I was like, huh, like, I think I do that. (laughs) You know, I was like, oh, my God. I'm doing that. And I thought about all of the guys that I dated and I was like, wow, okay, there's there's something that they have or that they've had that I didn't believe that I had. And every time basically I was I was looking for them to fill me up. And so they would fill me up and I'd be all full because they were filling me up and then they could take it away and then I was just left in the dust not feeling full. And I was like, I don't, and I don't want to give anyone that power anymore. And I also want to dive into like, what it, what do I need to do for myself? Like, what can I give myself that I think I need to get from other people? And so I took an ode of celibacy, and it wasn't about not being sexually active as much as as it was about getting down to who Liz is without needing anything from anybody else. And a lot came through during the celibacy, but part of it was the way that um, I interacted with men and I would only go super surface level because I always had this idea that they like wanted something from me. And so in doing so, I didn't fully see men as humans like I saw them as someone that needed something from me or that they could take something away from me and so I never really got to know men as men because I was always thinking like oh well maybe this will turn into something else or you know he's looking at me this way or I feel this way or whatever and so when I took that out of celibacy it was more um it was more just a knowing that I wasn't going to engage with men in any way whether it be dating or um like just the knowing that we weren't gonna be any more than friends. And this gave, like opened up all this space and allowed me to just see men as people that didn't want anything from me and that I didn't need anything from. Um, So that was number one. And then number two, during this time, I, I decided that I was gonna do an inventory of all the things that I wanted you know, partners to do for me and I was going to do them for myself. And so what I realized was like, you know, I loved being romanced and I loved men cooking for me and dimming the lights and lighting candles and taking me for dinners and making me feel like, you know, sexy and warm and cozy and all those things. And so I started doing all those things for myself. You know, I would make a point to dim my lights when I walked into my apartment I would light candles, I would buy beautiful candles, I would light incense, I would take long baths with crystals and flowers, and um, I also at the same time during that three months, I got off Instagram, so there was like no distractions. And basically I was like, I don't want any distractions from how I can fully give myself everything that I need. And so that meant getting rid of Instagram and other things that were and and men <laughs> that was that were could have been distractions for me figuring out what that was like how to keep myself full. Um, and I would cook dinner for myself, and instead of like rushing through my meal standing up, I would sit down and eat it like a like a human. <laughs> um, and 
I would take three hours to get ready, you know? I would literally like lotion up my body and I would like take time and do my hair. Whereas before I would just like rush and like run out the door and get really ready really quick. I was like really honoring myself, honoring my body, honoring this vessel um, that I've been gifted and really taking the time to like be grateful for that and to honor it and, and love it, really love it. Um, so towards the end of that three month period, I started to, I opened a book that had been on my bedside table forever and I never really wanted to look at it. And it was uh, Calling in the One by Catherine Woodward Thomas. And it's all about calling in the one, but like when you really kind of dig into it, you realize it's really calling in the one being you. And um, that you have everything that you need, that you don't need anything from outside of yourself. And um, I maybe got through the first three or four chapters and there was this one exercise that really resonated with me. Um, and I partook in the exercise and basically what it was, was I wrote a love letter to myself. And um, in all the past journaling I had done, I had written about what I wanted my partners to look like, like literally like physical qualities and jobs and you know, very material essences of a person. And instead of doing that, I had tapped into how I like felt the best when I was giving myself all the things that I, that I was looking for outside of myself. Um, I, wrote, I wrote a love letter to myself and the love letter was, you know, I set up the scene and it was me waking up in the morning and receiving a letter from my love. And it was a very short letter and it was maybe like five sentences. And basically it was like him recognizing my strength and power and beauty as a human and like what I'm giving to the world. And it was like him sort of honoring me as a queen. And it was the most beautiful short letter, but it was like, it got me into this frequency of fully being in love, like being loved by a human and being in love and a mutual loving partnership. And so I read that letter to myself, I would say for like three and a half, four days, maybe it was four days. And I went to a dinner party one night and I remember getting ready for the dinner party and I had a friend visiting from New York and I just did my normal process, which had become normal now of getting ready for like three hours and taking my time and lotioning my body and feeling like a queen. And I, and I was in love. I was in fully in love. And I went to that dinner party and that night my now partner like walked right up to me. Um, and at the time I didn't know that he was like going to be my partner or anything, but like his deliberateness of walking up to me um, and the way he like looked at me and the energy that he held around me, which was like not wanting anything from me, but just purely being like sort of intrigued by it. Um, and now when we talk about it, he's like, I felt, yeah, he's like, I didn't even see your face. You know, I saw your back and I saw you were wearing a beautiful dress and I saw your back, but I didn't see your face. He's like, I felt your energy and I walked right up to you and I turned to my friends and I was like don't hit on that girl like I guess he just warned his friends that were there that like he was claiming me basically and um, he walked right up to me in like this confident way but not invasive and I had already 
proclaim that I was no longer celibate, probably like that was at the end of the celibacy. So I was maybe a week of being open energetically to, you know, being open to, to men. And, um, and yeah. And then, uh, there was a, there was about a three week period after that dinner party, we exchanged numbers and there was a three, three week period, um, where I was traveling and we kept in touch while I was traveling, but I still didn't know that he was like my guy or anything. I just, Um, was intrigued by him and I really liked his energy and he had this like way this very calm beautiful presence about him that just felt like not needing anything himself like at all just being full and um and I was already in love and I was already full and not needing anything either and um I I got back from my travels and I was meant to go to Mexico for a friend's birthday president's day weekend and he had asked me if I wanted to go sailing that weekend. And so I denied because I was leaving to go to Mexico for a friend's birthday. Um, but then I ended up, my flight ended up being canceled to Mexico um, the day of the flight. So I go to the airport, the flight's canceled. They basically tell me the next flight out is the following evening. And then there's a layover and it won't get you there till Sunday. And I was going to Mexico for a weekend. So I was like, I'm not going like, I'm not going to go for 24 hours when I was supposed to be there for a weekend. And so before I, you know, I was just like, okay, clearly there's something in store that I don't know is in store. And I, I texted my boyfriend and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm not going anymore. And if that, if that offer still stands for sailing, then I'm down. And he was like, yeah, meet us, meet us at the dock at four o'clock tomorrow, whatever. And so I go, and then that was it from that point on. Um, we've been together. (laughs) (laughs) What an amazing story. And then, yeah, and then within the first two weeks of us being together, he said word for word everything that was in that letter to me. Mm. Like word for word, which is crazy, (laughs) yeah. And then what was your reaction when he verbatim said the letter? I mean, and it wasn't like just one time. It was like over the course of like two weeks, like different bits of the letter he expressed to me. Um, it was just, it was like disbelief, but like belief, obviously. And also just the recognition that like this stuff really works, like, you know, getting very clear about how we want to feel and then being deliberate about that and not allowing ourselves to really try to, you know, drop from that, knowing our worth. I mean, it stems back to really knowing our worth and, Um, being able to give ourselves that and then knowing that the right person will meet us there um, right where we are because they're going to mirror to us exactly that which we are. So, of course, you know, I felt like a queen and, of course, he shows up recognizing my queendom, calling me a queen, you know, being exactly the partner that I had dreamed of that I never really thought I could ever have until I did the work to be that. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And it feels very resonant, I'm sure for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and you know, for me personally, I feel like this is probably the message that I was waiting to receive <laughs> when I first saw you. You know, I've done a lot of work on myself in the past couple of years And I still think I have more work to do as far as like going that far inside, 
you know, like I did a lot of work, but I didn't delete Instagram. I didn't like cut off my connection from life. That's not even really life, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, a tool. Um, and with all these tools, whether it's Instagram or dating websites, we have more access to everything, but also more disposability and like more loneliness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just applaud you for doing the work to like face yourself and to slow your life down and to, to go in. And that's just really inspiring. It's heartwarming. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was really recognizing and also not comparing myself to anybody else and like their process around it because you know, for instance, like Instagram for me, I, at that point, wasn't being used as a tool and I wasn't using it to share um, from my heart. I was more looking at it and I would get into sort of, it would be distracting. For, it was a distraction from me. Hmm. And so um, learning how to fill up my time without distractions was where the, the real work came in hmm. um, with healthy distractions, you know. So, yeah. So how long was that process? You said you were, was it celibate for three months? Mm -hmm. So during that three months, that's when all these long lotion sessions and long baths, like it kind of all came together in those three months? Yeah, well, I mean, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I've always been someone who's, I, I, I love baths. I love baths and I'm, I'm a Taurus moon. And so, I mean, if you know anything about astrology, like Tauruses are the naturalist of the signs and they're all about embodiment and like, the simple pleasures in life and surrounding with themselves with things that feel good. And so it's who I am in my nature. And I just like really dove into that. So yeah, those three months was a time of eliminating distractions so that I could really learn how to, to be with myself um, in moments of spaciousness and learn how to, how to really take care of myself. So it was, yeah, it was three months of like celibacy and really like tuning in to me. And I remember during that time, I, I heard a song on Spotify and I found my voice and I sang for a group of friends. Like for the first time ever, I was like, oh, I can sing. Um, when I had always thought like, oh, I'm not a singer. Um, but I had never allowed for myself to really like find my voice and to actually realize that I can sing and mm. I can perform and, um, so, and then I would say it was probably a couple of weeks after that, between the time that, yeah, the, the, the whole celibacy until when I met him. And that's not to say that there weren't like parts of that where there were frustrating moments, because I remember a, a part where after the celibacy and, you know, I wanted to find love. Like I definitely wanted, I was ready at that point. I was like, okay, I've done all this work and, and he still hadn't shown up yet. So this is like that moment of like, you know, feeling that it's there, but actually the physical manifestation not appearing yet. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was in love, but like he hadn't arrived yet. And so like, this is where, you know, we have to remember to trust because I remember a moment like in my car and I was driving and I was in traffic and there was just a moment of frustration that came up and I just started crying and I was like, I just don't understand. I've done all this work and he's still not here. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, let me look into this. Like, do I believe that I can have this? And then this other part of my, my, um, my ego or this other awareness within me was like, you can't have this. Like, you're never going to have this. Like, 
you're not a girl that's gonna find love and get married and have her soulmate. Mm. And I was like, then there was another awareness that was like, maybe, just maybe, like, that's not true. Just maybe. Like, I had never really realized that I had this belief that actually, I like, I wasn't deserving of it, even though I had done all this work, that there was still a belief that, like, it wasn't really going to happen. And so mm-hmm. then when the awareness, the third awareness, the third party came in and was like, you know what, Liz, maybe you don't know. Like, maybe that's not true. Mm. Like, maybe you are deserving of it. And then there was, like, this little inkling of hope. And maybe it was that that allowed for you know, the spaciousness to open up and then for me to, you know, really question, question my thoughts and then allow for the space for, for it to come in. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that hope where it was just an inkling of hope was a way to be open without having expectation, which kind of like repels whatever it is that you're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so subtle. It's like the subtlest it's thing. It's the subtlest thing. And and I've been noticing different subtleties in my own experience uh, because my last you know, major relationship was with a woman I consider to be my twin flame who felt um, or who feels like a purifier you know, of, my, of my being so that I can be ready to meet my person in that way. And I remember you know, after we stopped dating and stopped relating in that way, it was so important for me to be connected to her and part of that was attachment and part of that was um, trying to exist in a higher form of love. And it was easy for her to start dating and um, exploring new connections and it wasn't so easy for me. Um, So whenever I saw her with someone else, I always felt like uh, some sort of contraction, you know, Mm -hmm. just like kind of felt uncomfortable, even though in my mental world, I was like, yeah, I want her to be happy, right? But it was like a thought, it wasn't a feeling. And a few months ago, I saw her on a trip and pictures from her trip with someone who I knew she was interested in and and I could tell that they were in love. Mm -hmm. And I felt the experience of love like in my stomach and in my heart, like I I felt like a somatic experience of love. And when I did that, I also felt some sort of like clenching released, like Mm -hmm. on an energetic plane. Mm -hmm. And then I felt my partner like my partner like I Mm. felt them in the field and I was like ah wow okay yeah and I was like oh this is love Mm -hmm. everything else that you were trying to do before was trying to love yourself through somebody else exactly now you're actually happy for someone and you want them to have what they want you Mm. know you're not trying to get something from them yeah so um you know that makes me think of what you were saying before about you know men wanting to get something from you and i think that that's probably true that people do want to get things from each other but that's because they only that's the only way they know how like they don't know how to connect directly because we're not really taught that mm-hmm. you know so once you start having these scale backs and this awareness there you learn how to do it for yourself it totally shifts the paradigm 100 percent. Mm. yeah and i had a similar situation with my ex-partner who it's like, you know, so how you saw that picture of them and that sort of like clenched but then opened up this field. It's like that to me almost sounds like that was you like cutting off, a, cutting a cord in a way. So like you were able to see her in love and happy and like that she's moved on, which 
can be a painful experience, but can actually be exactly what you need in order for yourself to free yourself from it. Mm-hmm. And I had a similar experience with my ex before all of before I was able to um, sort of open up the field to you know seeing and calling in a new partner. Um, I had a similar experience with my ex partner where it was something that I totally created, but um, it showed me that I was actually still attached to him. Mm. And so I had to be very clear that I was like ready to detach and to really let that go. And when I did that was when all of this spaciousness opened up and it was very quickly that Mm. the new partner came in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel inspired to take it a step deeper and um, do a social media detox, you know, because it's really... I'm an artist, so I really enjoy being able to share my art with the whole world via social media and promote events and all that stuff. But there definitely is energy leakage, you know, scrolling on people's profiles and it's like, oh, this person's a great yogini. Am I going to look at this thing or this is this beautiful model or this is this thing? And it's just like, I don't think we're meant to take in that much information. Mm-hmm. And even if it's only five or 10 seconds on that one picture, you multiply that by how long you're looking at Instagram a day, and maybe it's that's 20 minutes worth of time, right? And if you were to take that 20 minutes and to practice singing, you know, or playing an instrument or reading a book or whatever, like that stuff really adds up. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel inspired to go even deeper inward because I know that we only create more beautiful things the more we're connected to ourselves. 100%, 100%. Mm. So do you feel like you're on the same page with your partner as far as like the life you want to create? Have y'all had those conversations? We do. Yeah. Same page all around, up and down. Um, He reminds me very much of the men in my family. um, And he's very different from me, but we have the same vision for the future. Mm. So you know, he challenges me and he also makes me feel safe and I do the same for him. So it, it's a very inspiring partnership. And I, you know, I pinch myself all the time still because I mean, this is what I've always dreamed of was a conscious partnership where I was with somebody where we were, could talk about everything and express our love openly and fully, you know, and not hold back. And um, I think it was really only when I was ready to really do that with myself that I was able to call in someone that could meet me there. Mm. Yes, I feel really grateful for the for this exchange. Mm-hmm. And I'm also excited to have this conversation again in a year and and understand how your relationship has developed and I'm sure you will be more insights, you know? Oh my God, yeah. So that seems like a fun thought to me. Totally, yeah. Because now it's like the the expansion within partnership. Mm. You get to see a whole other side of yourself because your partner is reflecting back little parts of yourself that, you know, you've kept hidden and they see everything and you see everything. Mm. So there's there's a lot of work to be done within partnership as well. So maybe... Um, in closing, unless you have more things to share, you could share with me like 
one thing that you feel like he's bringing to the relationship that's helping you level up and one thing that you're bringing to the relationship that's helping him level up? Beautiful question. Okay, yeah. Um, one thing that he's bringing to the relationship that helps me level up is his precision with language. And so he's he'll point things out to me that I habitually say. It could be the word like or it could be the phrase, you know. And for instance, with you know, um, he's pointed out to me that, you know, and there I go again with it, but <laughs> that it's this part of me that isn't fully confident in what I'm saying. And so I'm asking for approval around my language and my words and that I don't need to be doing that, that I'm clear and precise. And so it's, it's a challenge to really pay attention to the words that we speak. And so he does a really good job of, you know, challenging me in that way. And then for, for what I'm bringing to the relationship is a new perspective in the way that he's living his life. I mean, one of the biggest beliefs that I have is that everything is happening for us and that there's a silver lining in everything and that we shouldn't ignore the painful experiences and they're, they're going to exist and we need to dive into them, but we don't have to live in that and that we can shift it and we can look at ourselves and see what is it about me that's drawing this in and how can I shift it um, and shift into a higher frequency and, and live my life in a joy in a joyful state and um, not stay and patterns of behaving and believing and thinking that keep us in the same pattern in our physical experience. So I've definitely helped him to tap into tap into that, tap into a different perspective that feels better. Mm. Honestly, that feels better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you have each other. Thank you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll see you back here in a year. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome connecting with you and seeing your beautiful space. And I'm excited for for more hangs. For sure. Is there anything you'd like to share that you're working on or that you just want people to know about before we sign off? Yeah. um, Right now, I'm diving deeply into my coaching practice. So really wanting to help men and women Uh, receive themselves more in whatever form that takes just by identifying where the blockages are looking at why they're there and how they can shift and helping them manifest their dreams so that sounds wonderful it sounds like you've done the work to understand it and I think it's great that you're helping people so where can people connect with you to get yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm back on Instagram and using it as a, as a tool and minimizing my time on it. Um, but yeah, my Instagram is Liz underscore Mars, M-A-R-Z. Um, and then you can find me via Instagram. You can message me there or email, which is Liz Mars, L-I-Z-M-A-R-Z at gmail.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Thank Liz. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that episode. This is what we're all about at Souls of Society. If you feel inspired right now, share this with one of your friends. 
leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And most importantly, embody your soul by living in your heart. It's our time. It's our time for harmony, togetherness, and peace. Much love.